Welcome in to the Bring It In Show. It's a beautiful day out there. It's a nice day for baseball, and it's a good thing it's a nice day for baseball, seeing how baseball is pretty much the only thing going on. I mean, we we always have news going on in the NBA and the NFL never stops. I mean, people think it stops, but it really, the news cycle for the NFL never stops. We're still patiently waiting to see where DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook, two prime free agents, we're waiting to see where they're going to end up. I mean, maybe if any of the guys jump on today, we'll we'll ask them. I mean, it's so weird when we're talking about free agents and we're talking about free agent, like some of the biggest free agents out at the moment. Um, you don't see these guys not signed to teams that often this far along. I mean, there's not much money to go along. I mean, yeah, D-Hop is getting paid real well by the Cardinals, but he doesn't want to go to another team and get nothing. The Ravens already kind of set the bar for what a top wide receiver should be expecting. It's, it's so so are we going to see Dehop go to a contender? Is he going to end up going to a team that may may not be a contender but might be able to hit him up with that 15 18 million contract uh i mean we'll see i mean there's rumors reports that they would love to play together now for that to happen i can't see them go to a legitimate contender and get paid if they both take significant pay cuts and when I'm saying significant and that would be dangerous can you imagine both those guys going on down to Miami I mean I it's crazy. I don't I don't know. What's going on, Kells? I was waiting. I was waiting for you to c- jump on. I've just been talking about the NFL. I mean, how how we're we're going into the NFL season and it's weird that we have Now granted, they both got released from their teams after like a lot of the big free agent moves were happening but it's weird that we have two free agents the caliber of D Hop and Dalvin Cook out there right now 
You there? I'm waiting for Kels to get. All right, get, all right, all right. AirPods <coughs> weren't connected. Now the AirPods are connected. All right, all right. We're all connected. I, I heard, I heard D Hop, and then what was? Who was the other? Dalvin Cook. The fact that oh, we yeah. have, we have Cook. two top guys, like the the two guys that are absolutely beasts that can change a team really i mean for for two guys like that to be available at this point where a lot of the moves have already been made free agents have been picked up there's not tons of money going around on contending teams or the teams that we think are contending teams i mean we we call teams like the Bills and the Dolphins and I mean the Chiefs Eagles playoff contending teams because we expect them to be where they were last year but I mean if they go to a non-playoff contending team together does that does that turn it to a playoff contending team um if the team they go to has a defense, then possibly. Yeah. Definitely, definitely could add some, some face value to a team that, you know, necessarily wouldn't make it if they weren't there. But I don't know if D Hop wants to go to a team like that. See, I don't know if either of them really want to go to a team like that. Yeah. And they have said that, that they want to. I got. I think I got multiple microphones on here. Picking up something weird. Okay. Um, they say that they they would like to go to the same team, but I mean, a lot of people are already saying it, that's very unlikely. So, I mean, that's, I'm just I'm just waiting for something to happen there. I mean, I know Hopkins is going to. Tennessee and the Patriots and I mean is he going to be like I mean I don't want I want it to say Odell but he didn't even sign with anybody last year did he he just sat out the entire yeah he just sat out the entire year and rehabbed so it wasn't we all we all thought Odell was kind of holding out and was going to end up signing with somebody, but never happened. But maybe because he was telling people, <laughs> I'm I'm not going to be on the field this year. I'm making sure that my leg is okay. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just waiting for everything to happen there. I mean, just I was just touching the NFL just because news is always going on in the NFL even even though we're not necessarily in the NFL season but we're still waiting on those big those big dominoes to fall and it's weird because here we have two huge dominoes waiting to fall and a lot of times you don't get your free agent moves until those dominoes fall but all the small dominoes have already 
they've already fallen down. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, we'll see. What's going on, Chance Turner? Coming in, saying morning, fellas. What's going on, Chance? How you doing? Good morning, sir. I know Chance, he's a huge football fan. I know, Chance, I know you're ready for football season. I know we we all, all of us, man, and and everybody who's out there watching, listening, reach out to us. The sooner you reach out to us, the better for jumping in the bringing in fantasy football league. The draft is nowhere near close. Draft is always like the week before football season starts i'm throwing that out there we play through yahoo but i just want everybody thinking who is gonna have their name on the bringing in the fourth name this will be on the bringing in trophy i mean i'm throwing out i'm throwing everything out and uh I'm just saying, I I want one of our listeners to come and, I mean, we've had threats by listeners, like, we've had listeners finishing in the top, in the top four for sure. I'm trying to remember, I won it this year. I'm trying to remember who I played in the finals, if it was a listener or if it was another show host. Because so far, for three years in a row, it's been somebody from the Bring It In show. And I'm just letting you guys know, I mean, I'm pretty sure nobody's taking us down. I mean, we're just beating each other up while everybody's sitting down at the bottom watching. But I, all you awesome, I know there are fantasy football players out there that can give us a run for the money and i'm sure there's somebody that can win but um i mean so far the first year it was uh josh who is a uh one of our first producers and show hosts uh and then it was jeff the next year again another uh former producer and show host and then me this year uh so we'll see if it's kel's year if it's jamie's year or if we have a uh if we if we have somebody else that's willing to uh dethrone one of the bring it in show hosts so yeah, take the crown yeah i mean i'm i'm looking to repeat i mean I, i'm yeah uh, as as I'm sure Jeff was and Josh was in the past but everybody reach out to us let us know There's, I got uh, Chance living out in Denver he's going to be back on the football scene in Georgia soon he's never stopped training he was man he uh, played for the Falcons two years ago and the the agility, the quickness, the the versatility that he had. I mean, he he was another just pure athlete out there. Uh, it's 
running in the slot, wide receiver, running back, cornerback, um, and then always running it back and stuff. He's he filled in when uh Mari Latson wasn't there, but then he had to uh stop playing football for a little bit for work and uh man, it'll be nice seeing you back out there on the field. I uh I hope when you say in the Georgia football scene it's gonna be in a Falcons uniform, but no matter where this guy is playing, he is going to be creating highlights and man just like our uh, buddy Deloach who jumped on the show last week man we had a uh, like I was uh, telling everybody the EAFL championship was this past weekend and the South Florida Browns ended up winning the uh, championship they had a uh they had a good showing, um, and I I wasn't there, but I I kept hearing that a lot of um, special teams was kind of where where it went down. I I read somewhere, and I don't know if this is true. It seems crazy that it would be true, um, but. The Browns gave up five turn like turned the ball over five times. So I mean, and they still won. Their defense, man. I mean, so I I haven't I never got to see the Browns play this year, so I don't know. Uh, I really don't know what was going down there, but the Falcons they they showed up. They showed real well at the All-Star game and the North Elite All-Stars that Coach Morgan was selected to help coach. We had Big Frank, uh, Wilkinson, uh, Hughes, and Polk. They were all out there. I'm I'm not sure. In the big team picture, I, I didn't see... Tory Worlds or Mari Latson, so I'm not sure if those guys were able to make the uh, game. But North Elite All Star team took the win. They uh, won. What's going on, Big Frank? Big Frank's uh, tuning in. They, uh, oh, I'll be. I I'm sure I'll be corrected, but I think they won like 27 to two. But I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see. Let's see. Uh, Big Frank's, Big Frank's uh, tuning in. Uh, send him a uh, invite. See if we could get get him here real quick. Gotta All get right. Big Frank to join. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he. He's an amazing um, athlete, football player, and 23-2 to two is what uh, he just told us. So, I mean, there you have it. The EAFL, second 
second season this league has had, and uh, it seems to have uh, done really well. It's only growing. I I don't know how many teams finished this season because I think one or two teams folded towards the end, um, which you get a unfortunately a lot in semi-pro i mean all these semi-pro teams out there they need the community to get behind them and and help sponsor them and things like that so we got we got big frank here hey big frank what's going on we're we're live on the radio so we got to keep it pg in here um but I've never, I've never really noticed that you have any foul mouth or anything. I just have to let everybody, let everybody know how you doing, how you feeling uh, after football seasons uh, wrapped up. You were an all star. How was the all star game this weekend? It was, it was actually pretty good. It was. It felt weird playing with some of the people that. I did not like throughout the season just because of the teams that they played for. Yeah. But when we all came together, it was it was different. Yeah. But I can tell you one thing though: the South Elite was definitely talking a lot of garbage on the field when yeah. they like when they got their two little points at, uh, somewhere in the second quarter. Oh, okay. But after that, they didn't they didn't see the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I mean, throughout the season, and I saw some of the pictures, so I'm pretty sure throughout the season you've played in like every uh, facet of the game. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty sure you were out there playing defense and offense. Yeah. Nice. I got I got I got some reps in at uh, at D tackle and uh, and D in a couple times. I think I had like two tackles in the game. Okay, nice. So, uh, how was your first season here in uh, Savannah playing with the Falcons? I also want to let everybody know real quick. Uh, Big Frank is a service member, and I want to just thank you for your service, uh, Big Frank. And again, how was this first year in playing for the Savannah Falcons? It was. It was definitely different because. I haven't played tackle football since I was about 19 years old. For So for it to be a 20-year gap in between me playing and I still able to perform, it, it surprised myself because I always tell myself short, typically in anything I do. Yeah. So that way when I do better than what was expected of me, it, it's a confidence booster. Okay. Yeah, man, I – like I am so shocked right now that you have had a, you haven't played tackle football since you were nine or ten years old because I've seen you uh, since you came out for the Falcons tryouts and I've seen you playing and there I I would have never guessed that there was a uh, twenty year gap. Where uh, were you playing flag football yeah, throughout played, that time? Uh, I did for a couple. I played flag football for a couple games when I was stationed in uh, El Paso and Fort Bliss. And then I played on the post flag football team in uh, Camp Humphrey in Korea. So 
So, I mean, I, I kept always kept football somewhere near, but as far as actually playing, maybe only like on and off for about five years. But the, the longest time consistently was when I was in Korea. Okay. Man, that is um you you really just blew my mind. Were That's you nuts. uh before you were stationed, were you playing any other sports uh throughout high school or anything? Or was it just football when you were younger and then kinda lay off? Actually I ran track in high school, but I really only mainly I only did mid and long distance. My coach never really wanted to let me do only sprint I actually can say I did was the 800 because yes the 800 meter is a sprint because you cannot pretty much walk that you like you're literally going full speed for two laps around that track that's i hated it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> then the hurdles oh god yeah they tried to uh get me to run track and i they wanted me to be a distance runner because i was a wrestler growing up and i i couldn't do it i was like man i just I can't, I I can't run that distance. It's so boring to me. Being distances is not fun. No. Keep me, keep me like two hundred meters and lower. I I can do that. Oh, okay. But football is different because I ain't sprinting. I ain't going no more than a hundred yards at any one time. Yeah. Yeah. So so since this was your first season in in many many years playing tackle football, what um what's what's next for you was this enough of a taste for you to uh like all right i did it again i mean shoot you you came back after like 20 years and you made the all-star team not just uh you didn't just play football for one last year you like went out and performed and made the all-star uh Team, but what's the future look like? You're still in the military, right? And uh, are it, is there? I know sometimes there are um, unexpected moves in the military, so sometimes you just never know what's going on. But what what do you think's in the future? Another year of tackle football? Um, yeah. First game, July eighth for summer team. Which I didn't know existed in this area, and I found out I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll I'll keep playing then. Okay, um, so are you suiting up for the Savannah Raiders this year, this summer? Is that the summer team? Because I know some of the guys uh, are playing for them and coaches and things like that. Yep. Uh, so I think myself. Big Country and uh, Jr. for sure that I know of. Nice, nice. I'm ready to plan because I know I, I know I won't be able to play uh, in the EFL for the for the spring season. Cause I'm gonna be overseas, so why not just keep playing throughout the summer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, keep it going. Like I said, I I asked how you feel. You feel good. And you're you're coming off an all star season. There's no better no better time than just keep it rolling as long as you're nice and healthy and uh go go try to get be a two time all star in uh one one year. That's what I'm saying. 
I can do it, and and I'm not I'm not trying to confine myself to being uh being only an offensive lineman. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like really get more reps in and tight end and a lot of uh, defensive reps too. Yeah, so I can still I can still be fluid on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and that's one thing when I was uh, watching the Falcons practices earlier, and then when it started moving to the games, I was I was really hoping that there would be some more big guys coming out to see more reps of you at tight end because I was. Uh, I was really impressed with you at practices catching the ball, and I I wanted to see more more and more of you catching the ball and running people over. <laughs> hey, my, my best game during the season was from uh that Duval Raiders game. Yeah, the one where we played at home and they came to us. I had I think that game. I'm pretty sure I had had about like 40-ish yards or so and like three catches that game. I, I was like two yards away from scoring, but I had like three people trying to tackle me. Yeah, I remember. They were just uh, piling on you and you're, you were dragging them a little bit, but yeah, it's towards the end of that game, it was they just, uh, they had to go to you. <laughs> that, 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 it was like a four, it was, I want to say it was like a fourth and, fourth and eight or fourth and six somewhere around there. Yeah. And I, I ain't gonna lie, I kinda I deviated away from what I was supposed to do. But the fact that I knew I was playing tight end, I could kinda get away with it and be a, a nice little check down route in case they needed it. Yeah. And I mean it, it helped. I, I made somebody lose their ankles that game. <laughs> uh that's great. So where uh where are the Raiders gonna be playing? You said is the first game you mentioned the twenty fifth? Is that when you said it was? Is no, that a home game? July eighth. July eighth. Yeah, I think we have the Georgia Crushers first game, but it's an away game. I'm just not exactly sure where we'll be at. Oh, okay. Do you know where the home games are going to be played? If I had to guess, I would say somewhere in Richmond Hill. Okay. I think I think where the Broncos uh, typically play at. Yeah, I'm the the name of that uh, field is on the tip of my tongue, and I can't remember. But I'll I'll reach out to the coaches to get um, more details to let everybody know where they can continue to get good football. Because I mean, the Raiders a couple years ago, the Raiders and the Falcons were in the uh, same same football league and man when they were both going up and battling each other it was uh it was always an epic game and man i've always just wanted to see those two teams combine and just just run everybody run everybody over i mean there's so much talent around here and sometimes it's spread out a little too much i think um but i can't wait to get out there and see you uh playing with the raiders this weekend or not this weekend this summer yeah i can't i can't wait either yeah 
I might got to get some new cleats because my cleats are red and white. So I got to get something that's black or <clears throat> black and gray. Yeah. As we had uh, Deloach on last week. He, you know, he's he's an artist. They'll paint your cleats up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're about to uh, take a quick station break. I want to thank you for joining us um, and talking about the All-Star Game and your season this year and letting us know what's next for you. And we'll be on the lookout to... Uh, Catch you playing some more football. Hope to see you at a, at a more tight end this summer. All right. I'll let you know as much as I can. Yeah. Thank you for your service again. You're thank you for your service. You're welcome. Thanks for y'all's support, man. Y'all have a good one. You too. You too. And you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Who is WRUU Superhero? Who's that fairy godmother materializing to pay the bills and replace broken pieces of equipment and pay for broadcasting? Who is the tooth fairy leaving dollars under WRUU's pillow? Who helps us keep Savannah Radio and Streaming Service alive with community information and local eclectic music? WRUU knows that kind of magic is created behind the scenes by its listeners, superheroes like you. Local superheroes come in all forms. They make one-time donations of $60 or $107.50. They make $5 and $10 monthly donations. They give what they can to support community radio. These heroic financial contributions keep WRUU alive. If you haven't before, we ask you to be our superhero today and donate at WRUU.org. And a little token gift of proper WRUU bling for a thank you of our appreciation here at WRUU. As a thank you for your contribution to keeping WRUU going. Thank you for listening and for your heroic support. I'm on the go. Hey, this is Patty One, host, and Patrick C., co-host and producer of Spotlight On. Hang out with us for a weekly interview of WRUU radio personalities and DJs, WRUU staff, musicians, bands, and more. As we get to know them, their influences, their music, and their shows, Spotlight on Wednesdays, 7 to 8 p.m. Come out and help commemorate First City Pride Center's fifth year anniversary at the Stonewall Block Party. It's completely free and it's open to anyone. Play games, engage with community members, and even participate in a silent auction. Free entertainment will be provided. If you're feeling generous, show your love for Savannah by volunteering at First City Pride Center's Stonewall Block Party. Sign up at firstcitypridecenter.org, where you can also find out more information about the event. WRUU 107.5. Look forward to seeing you there. Senior Citizens Incorporated is looking for volunteer Meals on Wheels drivers. A few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door. For more information, contact Laura at 912 912- Nine six four five four one one. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Being. 
Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. And we are back bringing it in. What's going on, Cows? Hey, man. Just bringing it in on the Monday, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah. I was, uh, it's a nice surprise, uh, throwing out the invite and getting a quick surprise guest slash, uh, friend of the show to jump on, let us know what's going on in their sports life. I mean, that's, we're, we're here for the community. We're here for all the athletes in Savannah. I mean, I mean, whenever, whenever any of you guys reach out and want to talk, let us know. I mean, we're here. We're here for you guys. That's right. I mean, we want your stories out on the radio waves, out on 107.5 FM. Yeah, there's still, there's still FM radio out there that you can listen to. Not commercial free. We got well. We don't have commercials. We have uh, we have information that yeah. we give you, but quick, quick little breaks, quick information breaks. But also in the community, unfortunately, the Savannah Clovers have lost a tough battle. Um. Another defeat up in New York. The Savannah Clovers lost to Flower City out of Rochester, New York, I believe. Two to zero. And like we talked about that the coach was was letting us know that it's going to be a tougher season. They're going to be growing pains. This team's young. Uh, bright spots that I see from the Savannah Clovers circular. And you can just go to their website and sign up for the circular. They'll email you match results and um, updates. But Jack Pondy, the goalkeeper, has he's just been dominating this uh, spring. And it's not even that he's been dominating. The the win-loss ratio doesn't show how many saves he's actually made, how many big saves he's come up and made just because they've... uh, He hasn't gotten clean sheets every game. Um, But that moves the the Clovers to one, two, and seven. So a lot of draws in their record. And they're at ninth place in their division. So we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up real quick and we'll reach out to uh somebody from the Clovers organization and maybe see if we can get them 
on the show next week or the week after that. Uh, but let's see if we can get the standings brought up to see where ninth is in the table. It looks like ninth may be at the very bottom of the table. Yeah. So, but, I mean, they're close. Had they won that game against Flower City, they would have been eighth instead of uh, down at the bottom. But, but first season, it's only going to go up. And it can only go up from here. You can't go, sure. can't go down any lower. Um, so that's what's going on in the world of Savannah soccer. What, what, what have you seen this week uh, in sports that's caught your eye, Kels? Man, I'll just jump right in. Let's just cycle right into it. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Day La Cruz, man. Man, when I attach myself to, I try to attach myself. I've been talking about him ever since the very first game he came up. Um, and they went on a 12 game win streak when De La Cruz first joined up with the Reds. It wasn't until, I think, Saturday when it was finally uh, broken. I want to say it may have been the Red Sox who ended the streak, but I can't remember exactly. But essentially, if you were gambling responsibly in Las Vegas and you had taken $100 and bet it for the Reds to win that first game and then rolled that bet over for those 12 games, you would have uh, ended up making like $25,000. Nuts. Yeah. But like you said, let's cycle into it. De La Cruz, I don't have the exact article that I was reading earlier, but went for the cycle... Friday night, I believe, last Thursday or Friday night, he hit for the cycle, and man, the Jets on him, and just the the pure athleticism, this guy is for real. Um, there's a former Reds player, I believe the number 44, was retired, but the former Reds player who wore number 44 is an executive uh, with the Reds now. He he wanted De La Cruz to wear 44, and it just so happens the last time a cycle was hit, back in 1989, I believe, it was that player, number 44. So De La Cruz is definitely living up to the fact of like when 
a retired number of player with a retired number allows you to wear their number for that franchise. I mean, that's a big honor. And to even perform close to that, those are high expectations. You, it's, it's extremely hard to live up to those. Ask, I mean, Des Bryant was a great player, but did he live up to Michael Irving? Is C.D. Lamb's wearing it now too, right? And is he living up to Michael Irving's name? I mean, they're good players. But in this instance, in baseball, it looks like De La Cruz is probably going to, if he stays healthy, he's going to surpass because he looks like he, if he stays healthy, he may be one of the best shortstops ever. Be I mean, it's, I know, I know people are out there saying it's way too early, Glenn, to say that, but the speed the athleticism that he has and then his his just overall length i want to say he's like six four or six five as a shortstop (laughs) that's what i i think he's gonna end up falling into right now he's he's split time about uh Half his time on third, half his time at short. But, I mean, that's, that's, he shouldn't be. Like, it was you the other day that was telling me he should be a wide receiver. Yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be a baseball player. But he is, and, I mean, he's just going to make it hard for people to get that ball past him because of how athletic and how big he is. And, I mean, he's just – and his quickness. Man, he runs so fast. It's, he almost goes past the bases when he steals them. Dude, the crazy thing is, too, it's like – they they got him at third and shortstop, man. I'd be training him in the in the outfield too. With strides yeah. like that, he could cover some ground if if someone went down out there. Yeah, I mean, like Robin, home runs. I mean, yeah. he's got he's got an extra foot of arm length that he can reach up and get, and that's without him jumping. That's uh, so yeah. You got to get a chance. If you get a chance, watch the Reds. They're playing the Orioles tonight, actually. So that's going to be a a good game for two teams that are just chugging along. I'm not sure where the Reds are in the standings, but, I mean, since – De La Cruz has joined the Reds. They are an entirely different team. And then Joey Votto comes back last week, too. He's just sneaking by. He's like, hey, nobody's even going to pay attention to me coming back because we got this flash of lightning coming through that everybody can't keep their eyes off of. Yeah, didn't he hit like two bombs in a game? 
Who? Vada. Vada. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, just, just, I'm pretty sure it was the game uh, where De La Cruz got the the um, cycle. the cycle because they I think they scored like 15 or something. I think that was against the Red Sox too, and they they beat the Red Sox that game. But I believe both teams scored high on that that game. So yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get to uh, see another, and I say another like it's crazy. I'm like I'm looking right now at the Orioles roster, and I'm like, where are they making room? They, I'm guessing there's a um, first baseman who's made four appearances. Ah, what um, Ortiz? I want to say. He's probably going to get sent sent down for the Orioles, but the Orioles have another young prospect, um, like the 34th overall prospect in minor league baseball. Infielder Jordan Westberg, who's going to make his uh, major league debut tonight. So we got two young prospects, one who's been in, in the majors for about two weeks and then the other who's making his first appearance today but like I said it's crazy with the Orioles because they already have Gunnar Henderson who's a young prospect I mean it's just a young team and there are probably like four to five other young guys that if the Orioles make it to the playoffs that those guys will be uh, brought up. Do you know when, is it during the playoffs or right before the playoffs when baseball rosters expand a little bit? Because don't they expand towards the end of the year? Yeah. I think it's, is it after the playoffs? Let's see. I'll Google it real quick. Okay. So, um, with that, with that, man, I, uh, let me see if I can bring this up. I know baseball, baseball, baseball. I'm just trying to find the Orioles past records for you. Because um, I, I was looking a couple years ago. Like last, last night, the Orioles played... Um, the Mariners rubber match and they got their uh, 47th win of the season. And I'm just scrolling through and in 2018 I went to 2018 because well, the number of wins that the Orioles had in 2018 you want give me give me a guess well i'm sorry what was the question <laughs> in 2018 and i'm i'll i'll lead it up like i did before last night the orioles just got their 47th win of the season in 2018 guess how many wins the orioles had all season 42 47 
Hey, it's the exact same number. La- yesterday, they matched their 2018 winning record. Now, granted, from 2018, there's, I guarantee, there's not one familiar face on this team. And um, this is something that I want to talk about before we jump on to another, some other teams and stuff. But remember, check out that. Uh, Orioles Reds game tonight young the young names of baseball who are going to be taken over you're going to see flashes of it tonight um, but the uh, uh, I, I can't remember what were you googling I was trying to figure out when the teams expand the roster in baseball oh, okay okay yeah I, I just lost uh i was going off off the notes and i just uh lost my thought real quick my thought process it had something to do with uh the orioles and how bad they were and compared to how they're doing now um but Wembenyama to the Spurs. Yes. I mean, we got things shaking up. We got, I mean, teams are trying to put in a a trade request, trying to get Dame to come on over. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, I got, I got, I've, I've been wanting to ask you this for the past uh, couple weeks, but it keeps slipping my mind as it just did again, um, mid-thought. If you put Manny Machado back on the Orioles, how good is he? Like, because years ago, he was all the Orioles had. And now, when I look at how the Orioles are performing and how he's performing, I'm like, I don't even know if he's top five. If he would be one of the top five best players on the Orioles roster right now. It's it's just tough, man. I I don't know, because, you know, a lot of these guys y'all got are young, you know. Yeah. He was a little, he was a little bit younger, you know. And the, the older you get in baseball, tend to they they call it you know leveling out, like you tend to level out, and you know baseball is a hard sport. Yeah. Especially especially batting, you know, batting's one out of three, you know, it's not even a coin flip, and you you know you have a chance to make it to the to the Hall of Fame if you you know average one out of three is nuts to think about but yeah i i the way y'all are playing right now man y'all don't even y'all don't even need him no this, no this version this version of machado definitely now, if not put, if you put the old machado on there then then you're talking about maybe having an extra 10 wins on each side just because that gives you guys like a, a whole nother all-star player yeah and and granted Machado playing in that lineup 
maybe play, performs better, but I mean, it's not like he's in a in a bad lineup at the moment. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's in a killer lineup. Slam Diego, <laughs> you know, as they call him. Yeah. So, how how is San Diego even even doing? That's one team that from this year to last year, man. For me, I I forgot about them. Yeah, I, they. Uh, I know they started out kind of slow. I'm pulling up the. Uh, wow. Did you just pull? Thirty-seven and forty-one. They're yeah. Not, they don't even, no wonder I haven't heard anything. They don't even have a winning record. Yeah, it looks like when I said they started out slow, it looks like they kept kept going slow, or they just put some brakes on. So. They're gonna need a, a big All Star break. Looking at the, looking at the standings in baseball, what team surprises you the most at where they are? The Rays. The Rays. The, it's just on fire, you know. Like, and yeah, I mean, they just they haven't slowed down no, at all. That's why. That's why it doesn't surprise me that they have like a winning record and that they're. You know they're pushing to to be one of the best teams. It just shocks me that they are the they're still the best team in MLB, right? Yeah, they're still the best team. Like, they're over like, the Braves by two games. Because we were talking about it when you know they went on their whatever it was twelve or thirteen game win streak at the beginning of the year. We we're like, oh, yeah. they'll 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 come down to earth and and they'll make the playoffs, but they'll be one of the lower. And all of a sudden now it's like I don't know if they're coming back. They might they might be on Mars, man. Yeah, I mean, and the the Orioles are they're trying to keep pace with them, but it's uh, the Orioles are still just steady. It's almost been like the entire time the Orioles have been between four to six games behind them, and they're four and a half games behind them right now. So it's that's. Division is really good. Yeah. That division is so good. Now, the team that I want to say that I'm most uh, yeah. surprised Who, about. Who's shocking you right now? The Miami Marlins. Yes, I, I had a feeling. They've never really been. It, it's They've been ran well, and then it seems like they're ran well. And they sold everything off. Now, those two World Series, that's that was the same uh, ownership group, I believe, that won both of those World Series and kind of did the same thing both times. Um, now, they sold it. Derek Jeter was the face of it, but he cut ties. Uh, and the, the actual owner who had all the money who bought the team for Derek Jeter. Uh, <coughs> he He's in control now, and Derek Jeter's gone. They're another young team. And I think the thing that surprises me most about the uh, Marlins... <coughs> Sorry, uh is that I thought Jazz Chisholm 
for them to be doing what they're doing would have to be uh, getting numbers just like Solaire and Areza are. But they have another De La Cruz down there in Miami that's performing too. So another young team. These young teams, is this... Is this just what's going to happen? For so many years, guys have stayed and developed and developed and developed in the minor leagues. And and now, like, these these guys, these, these players out there were three years. We're, we're playing in the minor leagues for two or three years now. It seems like like these guys are going straight through the minor league system and getting to the majors. I mean, we're pushing the envelope. I believe De La Cruz, when he came out, he was like the fifth youngest player to ever play a major league game. And, and it just seems like that's happening more and more. I mean, in a in a game where we see Derek Jeter kind of hang out forever and Jeter was great but at the end of his uh career he wasn't anything to write home about you know but he kind of just he was still there yeah he was the captain but man this now the Orioles have like four guys who were from the 2019 draft and tonight they're bringing up a guy from the 2020 draft and I just see so many teams being extremely young last question who you got in the college world series final LSU or Florida Go Tigers, LSU. <laughs> what about you? Uh, you know what? Look, I'll shoot for the Gators, which I'll never say, but I'll say it now. Are you saying? Are you I'm, I'm a disclaimer. I don't know what type of shooting for the Gators you're talking about. That's How right. about them dogs? That's right. <laughs> Remember, we're here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. And always stay tuned to 107.5. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul.